Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Darn it. I thought we were going to have to pull something from the... Uh, Evergreen. The clips. <laughs> Evergreen. All set? We are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. His risibilities have a hair trigger. <laughs> I'm lost. He's your last lot. That's easily. Here we go. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, my favorites, Ray and Peter Lance. Good morning, Phil. Good, Good morning. morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Well, we've had a tough spate of weather, haven't we, Phil? With it's us, it's been a little crazy Hot and humid and hazy, and I'm not sure what other H words we can describe. <laughs> Hot as Hades. Maybe that sounds like a good description. It's been a tough July so far. Hasn't it? Yeah, it's been humid and whatnot, but I don't mind the hot weather. I'd rather have heat than cold. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd rather have cold than heat. How about you, Pete? I would probably rather have cold weather than the kind of heat that we've had. I like it when it's, you know, mid-80s, maybe anything above that, especially with the humidity that we've had, it's too much for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my wife feels the same way. Well, in any event, ladies and gentlemen, sit down, grab a pad of paper and a pen or a pencil, and especially if you happen to be involved in any kind of a small business. Because today we're going to be talking about important tips and ideas and money-saving concepts for small businesses. And we have many, many small business members in this community. You can't just jump into the topic like that. Where's all your questions for Phil and your Greek philosophy You had to remind him. Thank you, Peter. Okay. Thank Let's you. See. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was it's, just confused. Uh, is uh, Ben Franklin. It's the heat. Now, this one you like. Old boys have their playthings as well as young ones. The difference is only in the price. That was Benjamin Franklin. Wow. That's relevant today. It is. Well, today it's, it's like the difference between men and boys is the size of their toys, right? <laughs> that's you know right. What say today? But Ben Franklin actually originated that concept. That's very I'm telling you, he was a brilliant man. Almost as good as the old Greek philosopher. So, <laughs> Phil, it's time to stump the star. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> we have a special quote today. We almost got away with it. You have to dis- dis- describe and figure out who this one is. Okay. Most people would rather give than get affection. Some people would rather give. Most people would rather give than get affection. That sounds like uh, the uh, wisdom of Aristotle. It is. You're right again. Aristotle, <laughs> yes. He, he, he was a thinker of that nature. No, he probably had more quotes than Ben Franklin, I suspect. Uh, maybe. I don't know about toys, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about something that will be of interest to many people and hopefully you can learn some things from this discussion that might have application to your personal life as well as to your business if you happen to be in business. But we have thousands and thousands of small business owners in this community and I don't know whether you're aware of it or not, Phil, but most of the money in this country is earned 
and generated by small business, not by big business. Yes, indeed. We hear a lot about big corporations, but actually it's small business that runs this country. Mm-hmm. So, Peter, why don't we begin by having you explain why we're here and who we represent and what we do. Sure. I thought you wanted me to elaborate on the topic of the day, but uh, we are USA Wealth Group, and we are located in North Dartmouth off of Fonts Corner Road. It's right uh, right off of 195. It's really easy to find and get to. Uh, and our phone number is 508-998-8858. We're always happy to help, happy to talk to you uh, in person or on the phone, and uh, we don't charge to do that. We like to help people. And, Phil, we're in the protection business. We like to protect people's assets, and we right. like to protect people's families. That's right. Those are our two overwhelmingly uh, overwhelming principles that guide everything that we do, mm-hmm. whether it's making money, saving money, protecting money, and by so doing, helping your family at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're all about. And today, Peter, we're going to talk about some important tips for small business and we have a huge amount of material to cover, so why don't we actually jump right in. And one of the first things that we'll talk about is, let's say you want to set up a small business. You know, today, Phil, people can't necessarily find the job they're looking for. Right. And maybe they're thinking about going into business. Mm. So one of the things you have to think about, first of all, is what kind of a legal structure do you want to have? Yeah, and we'll talk, we'll try to do this as uh, efficiently as we can, and hopefully we get to every topic. But if not, we'll be happy to send you um, information uh, that we may or may not get to uh, share with you on the radio today. Uh, There's basically seven topics that we're going to try to get through today. Uh, It's talking about uh, the structure of your business, number one, and mistakes or pitfalls to avoid, uh, number two. And then some tips about sales tips and social media tips, uh, online and marketing tips. Uh, Number four is a big one, uh, time management. How you as the business owner are are best suited for your business. What kind of time you should be putting into your business uh, with what different uh, projects and tasks and what type of uh, projects you should uh, delegate to others. And then uh, tax tips number five retirement plans this is not for your employee employers but for yourself how you as the small business owner uh, can plan for your retirement uh, both at the beginning stage of your business and as well as when you are getting close to retirement age and then exit strategies with buy sell agreements and insurance and uh, other exit strategies so there's a number of topics uh, basically from start to finish if you've already set up and and have a small business You'll find uh, a lot of useful information here, but uh, if you're looking to think about going out on business on your own, then we have a lot of good information for you also. Okay. That's a good summary. That's a good outline. So let's begin. Let's jump in and talk about the structure for your business. You know, it's, it's fairly easy to set up a business if you want to. You can get down to the town clerk or the city clerk's office, and you can get a doing business certificate, and you can function as a sole proprietor. It's the simplest thing to do um, if you want to get a little bit more complicated. And probably the best time to think about incorporating might be when you have your first employee. Mm-hmm. Because now you have different kinds of considerations. You may have to think about workers' comp insurance and things of that nature. But incorporating can be very useful for a number of reasons. It is a cost of doing business, clearly. 
Uh, it costs probably $500 for a filing fee in Massachusetts, and then you'll spend some money for an attorney typically to set up the corporation. And you'll have to decide, for example, do you want to be a regular C corporation or do you want to be a subchapter S corporation, which is a special election that allows a corporation to be taxed just like an individual or just like a partnership. Why is that important? Because it saves taxes. You don't pay double taxes necessarily. So the time that you should think about incorporating uh, relates to do you have employees? Um, are you going to be in a kind of a business that might have some liability where you might be sued, for example? It's a way to protect other assets that you own personally by incorporating. It's also a more business-like way to do business. People have more respect for your organization as an entity if it is incorporated. Instead of just saying, you know, Phil's Diner, for right. example, if the diner is incorporated, which mm -hmm. I know it is as a business, mm -hmm. then it's operating a little bit more efficiently. Right. So um, the corporation does give liability protection, and there are many, many other reasons to do it. So let's, uh, let's move on for a second and talk about uh, taxes, uh, Peter. And um, this is also part of the legal structure. If you are not incorporated, then you simply put a Schedule C in your income tax return. You pick up all the items of income. You pick up all the items of expense. The difference is your profit, and that's what you pay income taxes on. Mm -hmm. If you're incorporated, it's a little bit different. And um, sometimes there are other kinds of things that you might be able to write off as a business expense. Now, when I say that, what I mean to say is that if there are legitimate business expenses that you can deduct, you always want to take advantage of that, of course. And that's part of the nature of being in business for yourself. And a, a critical thing to tell you, the minute you have any employees, the probably the single most important rule is to make sure that you always put aside money every single week for your self-employment tax or for your employees tax. One of the worst traps to get into is not paying payroll taxes, for example. And it's the easiest thing for people to pay last and then they get into real difficulty later yes. if they don't. Yep. And here's a helpful hint on how you can not get into that kind of a problem engage a payroll tax service. Because if you do that automatically every week, the first thing they're gonna do is they're gonna take the money out for taxes. And then once you do that, you're never gonna think about it again. Uh, there won't be a temptation, for example, to say, I'm gonna wait until next week to pay taxes because I have to pay this today. You've got to pay Uncle Sam uh, first. Yes. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have their own businesses and uh, every, every single April I hear of some people who have not done that, not, not utilized that payroll services and uh, that payroll service and been really uh, in, in trouble in terms of having to come up with that tax, um, you know, every, every year. And so that's, that's a very helpful tint, uh, hint, <laughs> tip <laughs> to use. The other thing that we've uh, mentioned and stressed a number of times on this show is pay yourself first. So after you put aside the money for taxes, make sure that there's something being put aside for you because if you're not able to take money out of the business, why are you in business in the first place? 
So you have to get yourself paid, obviously. That's absolutely one of the, the top tips is pay yourself first. And also, when you're in business for yourself, uh, collect the money up front, at least 10, 15, 25% of uh, what your fee will be or what your services will be. Um, try to collect that money up front. It really says a lot about you and also about your, your clients or your customers. Uh, obviously, if you're in uh, you know, a, a business where you're selling clothes, uh, you you sell something and you get the money right away. But if you're in a service business, whether it's tax preparation, whether it's uh, graphic artist, uh, request and expect a fee uh, for your services up front, not at the end when you're completed with your work. And of course, retail business is a little bit different. If you're selling something, then you have to have appropriate markups and so forth. Um, you also need to think carefully about insurance, whether you need certain kinds of insurance or don't need certain kinds of insurance. And um, believe me, we're an advocate for insuring against every possible risk. But when you're starting out especially, you have to be a little smart about that. If you, go ahead. I was going to say, if you're on your own in a lot of situations, you don't necessarily need insurance. It really depends on what kind of business you're operating. Uh, but as soon as you hire an employee, you really need to make sure that you have proper insurance set up. Um, and it also depends on what kind of business you are operating as to whether you are in need of uh, liability insurance. Now, we, we have a lot of information to cover, Phil, on the topics of mistakes to avoid and pitfalls to avoid, and we don't want this to be totally a negative conversation. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, some of the pitfalls to avoid, but then we want to switch gears and talk about what are the positive things you can do for planning. Great. So, Pete, why don't you jump into the pitfalls? Uh, well, one of the biggest ones is something that you hear all the time, and unfortunately it's just so commonplace. Everybody gets caught up in working in the business rather than on your business. Uh, it's, it's true of every, every small business. Most people get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, putting out fires or things that come across their desk. Uh, or into their workplace that they need to take care of instead of, uh, and of course those things are important to take care of, but you need to set aside time every single day to work on your business, not just in your business. And, th and think mm -hmm. about the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of the 80-20 rule I have. before, Phil? Yes. Basically mm -hmm. what that says is that 20% of your customers are going to produce 80% of your revenue. 20% mm -hmm. of your clients are going to produce 80% of your business. 20% of your products are going to produce 80% of your revenue. So think about the big picture and think about focusing on that 20% as much as possible because that's where most of your money is going to come from. And it's a, it's a truism that applies in life and as well as in business. Think about where you spend your own time and what's the most productive time that you can spend and put more of your effort there than in something that's not productive. Mm -hmm. um, another pitfall is failure to review and plan, and that is, you know, times change. People change, uh, the economy changes. Whatever business you have, you have to continue to rewrite and rework your plan for your business. Uh, nothing is cut and paste, and nothing will stay the same. So you have to take a step back and view your business from an outsider's point of view, uh, I would say at least once or twice a year and you know really try to see what you need to do and what your business needs to do to change uh, with the times to stay current to stay profitable and to stay with you know what people are looking for for that type of business or service 
And as Peter said, you have to have systems and processes in place. If you don't have a system, you're going to start to reinvent what you do every single day. So you need yeah. to have a system for everything you do. Uh, another one is uh, perfection. You know, everybody wants their business. It's their name on the door in a lot of cases. It's certainly their reputation. Uh, you are looking to... Uh, you know, a lot of the reason that people go into business for themselves is because they feel that they can do a better job, a more perfect job than uh, the other businesses out there. Uh, but trying to be too perfect can uh, really slow things down and, you know, really make your business not exactly what you're looking for. So you want to make things as best as you can, but you don't want to be so perfect that you spend too much time on everything and therefore, uh, you know, you're not turning a profit. Mm -hmm. And if you reach a point in time when you have other employees working with you, part of your team and so forth, don't try to do everybody's job. You need to learn to delegate to other people. You need to find out fairly early on what is your unique ability, what are you best at, whether it's speaking in front of a microphone, Phil, mm -hmm. or whatever it happens to be, and then focus most of your energy in that direction. Um, I actually had a conversation a couple of days ago with somebody in my office and I said, you know, I can do everything in the office. I said, I can type my own letters, I can print them on the printer and get things out. I said, but that's not the best use of my time. So that's why I have secretarial help and administrative help. You bet. Mm -hmm. So somebody else can do that more quickly, more efficiently, and it's not a good use of my time. So delegate those things that you're not the best at or somebody else can do for you. Yeah, right. micromanaging, uh, again, it's your business. You're going to want to make it perfect. You're going to want to make it so it's your reputation that is shining. Uh, but unfortunately, too many business owners uh, micromanage and have their hands in every little aspect of the business instead of delegating some of those uh, responsibilities and decisions to other very well-qualified people. You bet. If you're starting out a business, too, you need to think about making sure that you don't start your business for the wrong reasons. Uh, you really need to enjoy what you're doing. Ideally, you ought to be physically fit and stay physically fit because if you're not, you're not going to have the energy to run your business. Mm -hmm. You need to think about, do you really have a passion for what you do? Do you enjoy what you do? If you don't, maybe you need to think about doing something else entirely. But you have to have drive, you have to have patience, you have to have persistence to succeed in any kind of business. One of the ones that I'm um, constantly seeing is when you see a business that opens up in an area and it just doesn't seem to fit that area for whatever reason, whether it's yeah. uh, a certain type of restaurant uh, or a certain type of uh, clothing or, you know, uh, or service, it, it really doesn't matter uh, what it is. I've seen it so many times and you wonder, what is that person thinking opening up that business there? Um, I, and that's one of the biggest things is location. Uh, mm -hmm. You really want to make sure that where you open your business, that there's a need for that business. Um, I don't know, just an example, a, a laundromat uh, where there's a lot of single-family homes instead of where there's a lot of apartments or a lot of hotels or, you know, something along those lines is, is a good example. But you really want to make sure that whatever business you're opening, that it's in an area that requires that or, or is looking for that. One other thing, Phil, is that we wouldn't have said this 10 years ago, but today we would say, you can't be in business today if you don't have a website. 
Right. Uh, it's sure. absolutely essential. People need to know what your hours are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the age of the instant smartphone. It's the age of the tablet that I'm sitting here beside me right now. And you have to have a website, period. You really do, unless you're unless your target market is really for people you know 70 and above and even then you know a lot of people in that age group now are still very uh, much involved in computers and smartphones and even Facebook and everything else uh, if you're in the business um, again unless you're really at a direct old or much older age group you can't be in business without Facebook and without uh, being uh, online with a good website and not necessarily Twitter. I don't. I don't follow the belief that a lot of people do that Twitter is uh, important unless you're uh, in a really clearly defined younger target market uh, using a lot of heavy social media. But uh, absolutely, I mean, I use my smartphone all the time uh, to do a Google search or to do, right. there's an app that I use, it's mm -hmm. called Point, and I search for businesses. And if a business doesn't come up on there, I'll go to the next one. And it's as simple as that. You, you just can't, uh, you can't be in business today without. I do the same, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, sometimes when I'm talking to Peter, I say, Peter, are you listening to me? Peter, are you there? Because <laughs> I'm not sure if he's listening to me or if he's listening to his... His smartphone. Well, text him. <laughs> That's a good idea. Next time I'll just text him. That's all. I was reading my Facebook updates. What'd you say? Yes. <laughs> well, it's estimated that 77% of the United States population today is using the internet. You cannot not have a website today. That's right. And by the way, if anybody is interested to find out, well, how do I go about doing that? Give us a call. We'll, we'll send you to some sources and tell you how to get that started. We don't do that in our office. I'll also mention, Phil, that we have received a fair amount of business in our office from people who have looked at our website and decided they like what they see, mm -hmm. uh, they're interested in something, and then contact us. What is the website? Why don't you give it, Pete? www.usawealthgroupinc.com. One more time? www.usawealthgroupinc.com. Awesome. And one of the other and final pitfalls, and then we'll start turning to something more positive and, and uh, less negative, but we wanted to get some negative tips uh, for those of you who are either just starting out a small business or thinking about it. You really have to make sure that you have enough capital, uh, depending on what your business is uh, to, when you're starting out. It's one of the hard ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. It's, it's hard to come up with it, and it's hard to be realistic about what you really need to get your feet off the ground, get your business off the ground. Uh, and keep it going until it really does turn profitable. So uh, have a realistic business plan in place, uh, not just for yourself, but for possible investors or for a bank loan. Peter, are you a salesman? Everyone's a salesman. Phil, are you a salesman? I certainly am. Everybody in business, everybody who works is selling something yes. or is in some kind of a sales business. So right after we take a short break, we're going to come back and talk about seven sales tips and you can use this again in your personal life as well as in your business life mm -hmm. you're listening to money wise the radio show with the money guys brought to you by usa wealth group thank you so much ladies and gentlemen for all of your positive comments we'll be right back in a moment Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys and the Money Protectors, Ray and Peter Lance. 
Well, our business is all about protecting families and protecting the assets of families. And if you tell people how to find us and how to find you. I'm going to throw that question back to you because I'm always the one that gives out the name and phone number. How, how about you <laughs> give out the name and phone number this time? Right, just, this this once. Right, just this once. Just this once. I have a hard time every week to come up with new quotations that haven't been aired before. But You're right. Yes. I do get the easier job, but I'm, I'm tired of doing it this week. Okay. Well, our company, obviously, is USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth almost directly across the street from the Vanity Fair shopping outlet for those who have been there before. Where men and women both love to shop. That's right. That's, I think that's what we said one of the last times, didn't we? <laughs> Something you, like that. you can reach uh, Peter or you can reach me at 508-998-8858. And our business is all about just helping to protect you and helping to protect your family and helping to protect your assets. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of techniques we use to, to uh, show you how to do that. So let's come back to what we were talking about, which was uh, important tips for small business people. But when you're listening to this, folks, if you're not in a business or a small business, remember that a lot of the things we're talking about are just as applicable if you're active in your community or if you're involved in your church. They're organizational tips and techniques. Everybody's in the business of selling, whether it's the priest or the rabbi or the minister, you know, talking in, in a religious institution, whether it's a nonprofit organization trying to raise funds, uh, whether it's Phil promoting somebody on the radio. We're all about telling people what we do and why we do it. Well, today's show is about small small businesses and tips for their owners. Um, And one of the things that I've always found really interesting, and many of you may not know this song, but many of you might, it's uh, that Taking Care of Business song. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? Oh, yes. Take Care of Business. How's yeah. it go, Pete? Well, I'm not going to sing it. Um, <laughs> but one of the lines I've always taken offense to because I've always seen how hard you've worked ever since I was a kid. I remember you having long nights at the office and weekends and everything else. And, uh, you that know, was most last week. Yeah. <laughs> most small business owners, you know, work very hard because it's their business, it's their baby, it's their pride and joy, and they mm-hmm. work long hours and they work weekends and yeah. some of them never take vacation. And the line in that song was uh or if you are if you you could be self-employed, I like to work at nothing all day. And I always took real offense to that. Do you remember that line, Phil? I do. You I could do. be self-employed, I love to work <clears throat> yeah. at nothing all day. And I always thought that that was such an odd line because yeah. What small business owners do you know that work at nothing all day? No, everybody uh, works really that's hard. That's right. Yeah. Anybody who's self-employed has any kind of a business, they work really hard. We'll have to I, tell Bachman Overdrive about that next time <laughs> they're in the area. I, I know so many people who have small businesses, and they never take vacations. I've talked to some of them, and, and they just work, work, work. They might take you know half a day on the 4th of July off, and that's about it. So it's, it's a tough thing to, to do, and, and we praise you for, for mm-hmm. doing it if you're a small business owner. Good. Let's talk about some seven sales tips or some sales tips in any event. In no particular order, uh, be there 24-7, um, <laughs> as we were just talking about it. But you have to be available. If you're not there, somebody has to be able to reach you by email or be able to leave a telephone message for you. And then you have to be able to check in on that periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, I check on my email on the weekend and the evening. If somebody has reached out to me and it's convenient, I'll get right back to them and let them know that I'm there thinking about them. You have to do that. Yeah, you do. 
build relationships. Um, if you build relationships, sales will follow. You're not simply saying, I want to sell this to you. You want to be a friend to somebody. You want to have compassion for somebody. Mm-hmm. And always put your best person out on the front line. We've got a great person at our front desk. I'm not even sure what to call her anymore except for Paula. And uh, she's just so wonderful with people. She's great on the telephone. Yes. Uh, she's great she greeting people. Everybody's she really name. is. She remembers everybody's phone numbers. She it. remembers things about their, you know, their their family. Uh, she's got an amazing memory. Great she's personality. She's warm and welcoming and smiling. So she has hit, it all. If you've got somebody in your organization that's like that, absolutely have them out front. That's your very first image when you're trying to sell something. Right. You have to know what your customers want depending on what kind of business you're in, you have to really uh, know whether they like this type of food, that type of food, this type of service, this type of atmosphere. You have to really know your customers and know what business you're in and what people are looking for in that business. I want to mention real quickly, Pete, that we're we're probably only about a third of the way through the topics that we wanted to cover. So we're going to skip through some of this a little bit and talk about we're not going to talk about mistakes we're going to talk about tips and then we're going to jump right into time management before we run out of time (laughs) you should you should join small business networks and see what others are doing in your area whether they're in the same business as you or not Uh, that goes back to location you don't want to be in the exact same location as somebody else doing the same type of uh, thing as you are here's a free plug for the chamber of commerce the greater new bedford area chamber of commerce is an outstanding organization with outstanding staff i agree all kinds of services all kinds of events if you are in business at all and you do not belong to the chamber of commerce you belong that's right you absolutely belong here's the thing uh, have something about you or your business that you can memorize and say within 30 seconds or less so anytime somebody goes up to you and asks you how you're doing or what you're up to, uh, you can say it in 30 seconds or less, and they'll remember it, and they'll come to you for it. Mm-hmm. Like, we protect families, and we protect right. their assets. Right. That's about five seconds, right? <laughs> there you go. You but you have, have to, to add the phone number. What do you do for a living? Oh, what, what kind of work do you do? Well, you have to be able to tell somebody fairly quickly. Nobody wants to listen to a long dissertation no. on what you do. No. And you want to sell them. Sure. With that uh, five or ten second bit. Yep. And you always want to act as if you're in a startup business. Every day you have to ask yourself the question, what else could I do differently? What can I do to get people in the door? What can I do to make people happy? What can I do to keep people from coming or keep people uh, coming? Mm -hmm. And uh, you need to constantly ask yourself, what can I be doing and ask your customers, ask your clients, do some research, do some surveys. Mm-hmm. I read a book and I had a chance to see a presentation by the author Michael Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R, and he wrote a book called The E-Myth, which is the entrepreneur myth. And his message was very succinct. Stop working in your business. You know, you go into work every day and you do the same thing and the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And think about working on your business. Yep, that's what we said at the top of the hour. It it makes a lot of sense. You get caught up every day. So keeping what you have but uh, doing things that would attract even more. How can you improve it? How can you change Mm -hmm. it? You know, if you've been in business for a while, uh, think about what made you first want to get into business in the first place. What made you want to get out and and run this this business that you had this dream? Uh, 
why are you there? What are you doing? And how can you uh, improve things that have maybe uh, gone a little stale in the past 10 years? Mm -hmm. I mean, just take a, a real solid outside look. Like your marriage. <laughs> that's right. No, seriously. No, I'm that's right. What we're talking about sure. is just as applicable to your marriage, your family, your relationship with your kids. Uh, what do you do in your daily routine? Right. Uh, if you're retired, are you doing the same thing over and over and over again every single day? Well, think about what else would you like to do and how would you like to do it differently? Yeah. Carly Simon had the song that said it best. What, you're so vain? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> About improving what you have, well, you know, not taking what you have for granted and improving on it. Yeah, absolutely. So we sang the song. You can't always get what you want. Wow. Rolling Stones, but anyways, wow. they, should, they should continue to sing it. Um, <laughs> sorry, but uh, no, it's it's true. It, it is you know your business is like a part of your family, and you have to constantly with family and with a, a relationship, you have to take a, a step back and look at it from the outside and say, what can I be doing better uh, to improve this? And that's another tip that I skipped over before, and then we'll quickly move on. Um, you have to have clear definitions and, and separate your personal life from your, um, your small business life. Mm -hmm. And we talked about making sure you had a website, but even more importantly today, the world today is totally different than it was a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, because of something called social media. Um, even, by the way, the Chamber of Commerce has had some nice programs on how to use social media. Speaking of things that they do that are valuable, but whether it's uh, Twitter or whether it's Twitter or Facebook, Facebook certainly. <laughs> Facebook is very important today. Surely. And uh, you need to be able to manage some of those things. You can't do them all, and you don't want to jump into all of them. But you've got to do some of them. What we're doing today basically is giving a lot of tips for current uh, business owners uh, or those thinking about becoming small business owners. And we're not going to get through everything. I can tell that already. But we do have all of this printed out. We'll be happy to share it with you, give you a copy of it if you uh, give us a call. Um, we're now going on to time management, and we didn't clearly do that correctly, but there's well, just so a lot much of information. We're actually running out of time. But let's talk about some time tips. One of them I'm not going to repeat because we've already talked about. Take advantage of the 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. What's most rewarding to you as a person? What's most profitable to you as a business? And that's where you should be spending 80% of your time. And that's gonna produce the best results. Learn when to say no. The most important word in the English mm. language is N-O. Speak no. to me. <laughs> uh, sometimes you get caught up in too many committees, too many yeah. community involvements, and sometimes you have to say, I just can't manage something else with my time thank you, but I have to say no. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that sometimes. Yes. And you have to set, uh, you know, some people do this. I usually write down a couple of things every morning, but I pretty much know what I have to get done. Um, I know some people, I think that you do this, Dad, you have a list every single morning that you get to, and you prioritize what, uh, what needs to be done in what order. And it's really important to set time limits to those tasks as well because you can really get caught up and bogged down uh, by trying to do one thing so well. Again, this goes back to being per, per, mm -hmm. uh, perfectionist. Um, so you want to set time limits for all your tasks throughout the day and throughout the week. Now, you know, I have noticed if you, let's say, go online, Facebook or whatnot, 
you can spend an enormous amount of time, maybe a lot more than you were thinking of initially. So that that advice really hits home. That you know, you give yourself a time piece of an allotment of time. Otherwise, you'll stay there for hours. Sure. The internet know? is a blessing and a curse. It's <laughs> it's um, you know, it's something that is so useful, and you can obviously get any bit of information at the tip of your fingers in two right. seconds. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it can really bog people down, and they can get caught up going from one page to another and just continuing on. Uh, there was a study recently. I think it was within the past year. I read. Uh, I believe on online on CNN, and uh, they talked about. And this is one of the tips that we have on uh, uh, our pages in front of us: is taking a lot of short breaks throughout the day, really refocuses and re-energizes your brain back to the task at hand. Mm-hmm. But you can't get bogged down. You have to be very careful that when you take that break, when you get up from your desk to take a quick walk down the hall. Uh, when you go on Facebook for a minute, that it really is just for a minute, and then you get right back. But it's proven that that really impro- improves, um, increases productivity. Hmm. Peter, here's a question for you. Do you have a to-do list? I always have to-do lists. I learned it from you. I keep like three of them in my pocket at every any you moment. I don't. No? no, I have uh, in my mind what I want to do, but I okay. don't write them down. That's a great idea. Yeah, write down. Great thought. Did, did you ever have a two don't list? <laughs> no, like, no, I'm very, no. very serious. About no, this. really. Think a about two don't. A lot list. of people make a to do list. How many people make <coughs> a two don't list? Such as. What are some of the things that you do that you really don't want to do, shouldn't do, shouldn't take the time to do, and make a two don't list and don't do those things anymore? Isn't that it? Whatever it happens to be, yeah. cutting the grass. If cutting the grass is stressful for you, huh? And you're trying to figure out how to squeeze the time in, and uh-huh. you've got too many things to do. You know, wow. maybe you need to give up that activity yeah. and have somebody else cut the grass for Am you. Am I glad Celeste isn't writing that list about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my wife can cut the grass. <laughs> I think it drives my wife nuts, and I know it drives my mother nuts uh, that we constantly write lists. But I find it very helpful, and I know my father does as well. One thing, a uh, tip that I will definitely recommend is write down anytime you talk to somebody, especially over the phone, especially with a larger company, right. their name, their extension, uh, exactly what they said, anything like that. Record keeping, record keeping, record. Just hand write it on a piece of paper. Make sure you hold on to it because. It will come back and bite you if you don't. Yes, great advice. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move off the time topic because we need to cover tax tips and retirement tips and exit strategies. And tax tips, first rule is very simple, very clear. Keep track of all of your expenses. And it sounds fairly basic, but if you don't keep track of your expenses and your time and where your time is going, if you're in a personal service business, you're going to lose time. You're not going to be able to bill for it properly. You need a timekeeping system. But you need to keep track of your expenses. Otherwise, you're going to miss some deductions. Uh, from a tax point of view, you want to take advantage of all the deductions you can. And there's lots of them. Earlier in the year, we, uh, we had uh, a CPA, Doug Latham, on the show mm-hmm. with us. And we talked about tax preparation. As much as anybody thinks they know about what they can deduct and what they can't deduct, get some professional advice about it because there are so many things out there that you just don't know about um, and forget about, and it's easy to do. Retirement planning. Um, This is part of a tax tip as well. 
To the extent you make a contribution to a retirement account, whether it's an IRA or a simple IRA or for a business or something of that nature, uh, those items are deductible from compensation and can reduce your taxability, can reduce your tax level. And at the same time, you're doing something else important. You're putting your money aside for retirement. So don't overlook that one. Don't. I mean, that's got to be part of your business plan, especially if you're just starting out and you're thinking about, uh, I mean, most people get into business, again, as we mentioned before, because they're passionate about something uh, or they feel that they can do something better than another business in the area. Uh, but, you know, most people don't start out a business thinking, I'm going to sell this in five or ten years. There are some people that do that, and, and especially tech companies that make a lot of money. Uh, but most people do it for um, very other, uh, you know, personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you have to include that into your business plan. Make sure that you have a retirement plan set up for yourself at the end of the road. From a tax point of view, often there are tax credits available if you hire a veteran or if you file, hire somebody who has been through a retraining program after being unemployed, for example, and you can get tax credits. So if you're in the business world and you're thinking about hiring somebody, don't just automatically think of the traditional sources. Think Interesting. of hiring a vet, think yeah. of hiring somebody who's been through a job training program, and you might get other further benefits. Think we, about an intern, yep. uh, certainly veterans, absolutely. We've done that in our business. Um, we won't mention any names, and we've had very, very successful results in doing mm-hmm. that. So focus on taxes, uh, very important. There's also lots of retirement tools that you can use in your business plan uh, for yourself. Again, going back to retirement, you know, of course, 401k and SEP IRAs and and other um, tools that you can set up for yourself in order to make sure that you have a uh, retirement in place. And make sure absolutely that you keep all of your tax documents for at least seven years. In the event that you get audited, you'll need to be able to produce those documents. Hopefully, unless you really are very smart about what you're doing and know what you're doing, you're working with an accounting firm or a CPA firm. Um, That's what they do. They're trained and they know how to take advantage of whatever tax benefits are available to you. Um, Pete, let's talk for a moment about retirement. Um, This is something that people tend to put off and tend to think about as it's later in life. We do a lot of retirement planning ourselves at USA Wealth Group. And there are, it's never too late to do something. You can put money aside into a tax-deferred annuity. You can make an IRA contribution if you're still working. You can do catch-up IRA contributions, larger amounts in 401ks and IRAs after the age of 50. So even if you're over 50, for example, um, whether you're a business owner or an employee, you can continue to make catch-up contributions, which is gonna help you much later. Absolutely. It's never too late. Uh, but as we always say, uh, the earlier, the better. So, you know, start something, start planning now, uh, regardless of where you are in your small business ownership, you know, start thinking now about uh, what age you'd like to retire and truly retire and not have to uh, continue working and running your business. And how are you going to go about doing that? Nobody should want on their tombstone he was a really great businessman. Mm-hmm. He was a really great business owner. Right. At some point in time, you need to think about retirement and doing something else. And um, you need to think about having a succession plan. Yeah, succession plans are definitely important. Uh, you know, do you have a partner that is younger than you that might want to take over? Uh, do you have anybody else who might be interested in the business? Are you looking to sell the business? Are you looking to... 
uh, leave it to uh, a child, uh, you know, who is possibly working for you, such as I am with with you, Dad. Uh, what do you want? Again, this is this business is your baby for the most part. Um, and what do you want done with that now that you're ready to retire? Sounds great. Does that, does that mean you're ready to have me retire? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Actually, every week I go in and I say to Peter, I'm ready, Peter. I'm ready. And I say, not yet. I haven't learned enough yet. <laughs> no, I'm not ready yet. But, um, you know, at some point in time, seriously, and Peter and I have had conversations about it, uh, certainly we would expect that um, he would take over. Yep. And you're very fortunate. But I still learn from him all the time. Oh, absolutely. Well, we all do. We all learn every day, don't we? Yeah. Um, Let's talk for a minute about exit strategies in Mm -hmm. particular because, again, people tend to work hard. They get really involved in their business. They don't think about putting enough money aside for retirement. Right. And then they continue to go on and on and on, and all of a sudden it's too late, and they haven't thought about Mm -hmm. an exit strategy. You need to think about an exit strategy probably at least five years before you're thinking about really retiring. If you have a reasonable number of employees, do you want to sell the business to them and have them take it over? Um, Have you earned enough money from the business that you're just going to turn it over to them? Or do you expect to sell it to an employee plan, for example? Mm -hmm. And um, it depends on the nature of your business. You can put the business on the market and liquidate it. You can sell it. Find an outside buyer who wants to come in and take over the operation and pay you money and then that's your exit strategy also. Uh, Selling to a friendly buyer is obviously uh, a very important way to go. But most importantly, we wanna make sure that you think about it. Uh, You need to think first of all about retirement in general because Regardless of what the plan might be to sell a business, yes, I hope to sell my business someday, you ought to at the same time be building up some kind of a retirement account for yourself. That should start as early as possible. I met with some people last week who were both uh, in the teaching business at a private school uh, right over the border in Rhode Island, and they live in Massachusetts, so we can sit down and talk to them about some things. but. At the young age of uh, under 30 for both of them, they're looking to put money aside right now for retirement to cover themselves for life insurance in case something happens to one or the other because they're using both incomes right now. So the ideal time to start is as soon as you start working. Most people don't do that. Um, And if you're in business, it's something that businessmen tend to put off even more. So... If you haven't done it so far, set up some kind of a retirement account for yourself, even if it's nothing more than an IRA. If you can afford to do something more and take care of employees as well, then you might set up a simple IRA plan or possibly a 401k plan. There are lots of banks in the area that'll do that for you. Mm -hmm. But take care of your retirement account first, and then at least when you're four or five years away from potentially retiring, you need to give some hard thought to setting up a formal exit strategy for yourself. Right. And there's really six choices for your exit strategy, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, again, we have all this information. We'll be happy to mail it to you if you would like to take a look at it or if you would like to come in and, and speak with us or talk to us on the phone. Uh, we'll be happy to speak with you. Our number is 508-998-8858. 
Uh, but the, really the six exit strategies that uh, are available to you are liquidation, keeping your business in the family, sell your business to employees, sell the business on the open market, sell to another business, or the IPO, the initial public offering, but that's really not uh, very likely to happen. There's uh, something like 7,000 um, small businesses on, on the IPO and uh, mm-hmm. on the mar- in the market, and it's really not likely that your business would be uh, able to do that. But well, not our particular business because it's a service business, but there are right. other technical businesses even in greater New Bedford area where that might be very suitable for. So we're happy to sit down with anyone who's listening and talk about any of these options, or if you would like to have copies of some of these reports that we have, we'll be happy to send that along. And lastly, if any of this has resonated with you and you think that you might want to just hear it again, get in touch with us. We'll, we'll make an extra copy of a, a CD for you and send that along to you. There you go. You again, can do that right from our office. The number to call if uh, you'd like copies, 508 998 8858. Give them a call, and you also have copies of the Declaration of Independence. And you know, Phil, there's a lot of other areas um, in, in this community and a lot of other places where you can get more information, including from um, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, your SBA representatives, the Veterans Office. There are some programs for starting businesses or improving businesses uh, for, that are available just for veterans. So if you're thinking about starting a business, if you're already in business, um, it's time to make some improvements in your business. We're happy to help. We can sit down and consult with you and um, guide you in that direction if that's what you'd like to do. So Peter, one last time, how does somebody reach you? 508-998-8858. Always happy to help, always happy to listen, always happy to answer questions. And Phil, thank you as always for uh, being such a gentle, generous host with us. And it's always great to see your smiling face on a Sunday morning. Likewise, Ray and Pete. And I get as much out of this, not only enjoyment-wise, but you edify us with so much great information. It really is a personal pleasure. And folks, we uh, hope that it's also A listening pleasure for you each and every Sunday morning at this time on WBSM until next Sunday when USA Wealth Group presents the Money Wise Radio Show. So long, everybody. Enjoy your weekend.